Hi friends, welcome to the Kansas City MomCast, a place to learn, connect, and grow in a relevant and intentional way. We're your hosts, Sarah and Megan. Join us as we interview experts in the field and hear from local moms just like you. This is a podcast for Kansas City moms by Kansas City moms. We know that your time is precious and we're grateful you've chosen to spend some of it with us. Thank you for being a part of the Kansas City Mom Collective community. Hi, friends. Welcome back and Happy New Year. This is our first episode of 2024. Obviously, it's January and I know that it's winter, but crazy enough, this is when so many of us have to start thinking about summer camp, um, planning travel, spring break. Um, And it's always crazy to me just how fast that sneaks up and it's snowy outside or freezing and we're thinking about Spring, time, spring and summer. So to help us with this today is Kathy Sudeikis, who you met earlier this season. Uh, I believe she kicked off our um, second season of the Kansas City MomCast. She has decades of experience as a travel agent, and she's going to help us of things to think through as we plan our upcoming travel. We're so grateful, as always, for her time and hope that this episode helps make your travel planning a little bit easier. Let's get started. Hi, Kathy. How are you? Everything's great here. Good, good. Thanks so much for being here with us to chat about uh, travel, because that is your, I'm sure, one of your many expertises, but one of your main expertises. So most of us have our school calendars. We know when the breaks are. We know when teacher day off, teacher's days off are. And some of us are maybe starting to think about planning vacations for the year or trips or um, a variety of things. So we have some questions for you regarding that. And just where do we start with planning now that we actually kind of have a roadmap for the year? Well, that is the key. It starts with the school calendar. And the minute it comes out is when you should sort of start to mull over these things. Because if there's a special or a deal that comes out, you know, It'll be good for three days and you don't want to have to figure out the dates and figure out where you might want to go while the sale is on. If you could just go right to it and and complete it. I always suggest that that the teacher in-service days are really great things to do. Maybe a city vacation if you've always wanted to do New, New York or a Chicago for the long weekend, that kind of thing. But certainly you could go to a place like Disney where in the summer, in the heat, in the crowds, in the everything, even the holidays are really, really tough at Disney. Of course, you know, it's the most wonderful place on earth, but the reality is the waiting and the times and the crowds and, and getting on the rides and just in experiences, the meal uh, situations and that kind of thing are exacerbated during the height of summer season and during the height of holidays. So long weekend, you can just focus on one place, depending on what's age appropriate for your kids. And, and you know, by the three-day pass, the whole thing is much more reasonable when you do it in chunks like that. But it's a very still a very expensive vacation. So, you know, having it be three or four days, maybe leave the Thursday at the end of the day and and come back on the Monday or Tuesday. That'll give you enough time to to get your feet wet and to uh, 
log in on something specific at, at a theme park. You know, for kids, uh, uh, the uh, studios, uh, Universal Studios is also really good for teenagers. It has um, so much fun stuff. And Disney has everything from the, for little kids in the Magic Kingdom and that kind of stuff. So there's there's ways to, uh, and this I would say the same thing about a cruise, but the cruise would be more spring break. But you need to take a cruise that fits your family and fits what you want to do and fit one that's kid-specific or kid-friendly at least, not just by price. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And I love with the cruises, I love all the different day options. How many days? Do you feel like there's yeah. like an ideal, uh, you know what, that's a bad question because it probably just depends on what you want. But I was going to ask if there was like an ideal days worth of cruise. If you have a family, do you feel like there's a sweet spot of number of days, like a three-day, a five-day? I'm going to say not a 10-day. No, anything over seven days changes the demographic dramatically because people do that off. You know, a lot of people say I'd like to try it and I'll do the three day or I'll do the four day. But quite honestly, that that doesn't work as well as just biting the bullet and having the seven day trip, because the first day you are completely overwhelmed. And the second day you're saying to yourself, why did they told me it was so great? You know, what's so great about it? And by Uh the third day, you've relaxed from what you've done at home. The kids are getting in schedule. You've figured out some of the meals. You're eating and sleeping and and enjoying life. Uh, And then by the fourth day, you're doing the shore excursions. And the fifth day, I can't believe it's over tomorrow. (laughs) And, you know, it really takes the seven days to get the feel of a cruise and enjoy the cruise. And then, you know, the unpacking and uh, packing stuff is you know, one of the big successes that you you have a, a home base for the whole time that you're visiting all these other destinations. And you can uh, keep track of kids pretty well. You know, the cell phones work on on cruises too. So you can, or use use um, the Apple device that tracks your kids, that kind of, and put it in their yeah. pocket where they don't. Air, they air don't tag those kids on the ship. Air tags. Air tag them. <laughs> Tag them. Air tag them, yeah. <laughs> Depending on what's age appropriate, it might be yep. right through 18 for some of them. <laughs> and the, so those are important things. And uh, the other tip I've given for years and years is that if your kids are away um, and you're expecting, even not necessarily guaranteed that they're going to come home for the holidays, Thanksgiving is the one that's kind of can get expensive if they're too far away. But if you plan ahead, and you do that Wednesday and you do that Sunday, or you even have them come as late as Thanksgiving Day and go mm-hmm. home Sunday, you know, you can get much better pricing and deals. And if you do it on Southwest, for example, um, they're the best airline in terms of credit. You can always just keep that credit uh, and use it towards something else. And then you're sort of doing a layaway <laughs> for a more expensive family trip. So, um, you know, I I have a sister who is so proactively and she keeps a spreadsheet of how many tickets where and where the credits are and all that kind of stuff. And she, uh, it's a science, but they never pay for an air ticket anyway. And one of their kids is in Portland, Washington, which is on South Western, one's in Washington, D.C. So, the, you know, they are using these tickets by um, planning head, covering their hedges, the, the edges when they think there's a um, 
an event coming or for a holiday, and then having it as just backup cash if, if it doesn't work and something comes up real quickly and it's a higher price than you'd want to pay. Those last minute prices are really killers anymore. Very, very expensive. And when you mentioned deals, um, where are you advising people to go? Or is that they're a travel agent? Um, what's the best strategy? Well, I think there's no question that, again, age-appropriately, there's no better offering than an all-inclusive itinerary. Because if you go to an all-inclusive, these kids, whatever age they are, can have three hamburgers and only eat half of each one. If you take them to a place that's not all-inclusive, like in Atlantis or something that sounds fabulous, a hamburger is $16. You know, you don't want them eating half at that stage of the game. The sodas are free. The juices are free, you know, and the same thing with cruises. They're, um, they may not be less expensive on the day you leave, but if you're honest about what you've prepaid and what you come back with in terms of what's on, uh, on plastic and have to face the, the, those things at the end, you, you will find that they are a terrific value. They, they really are. And an all-inclusive resorts are so popular here out of Kansas City. Every place in Mexico is it. Every place in the Caribbean has it, the Dominican Republic. And then people look for ones in the United States. And the reason there aren't any in the United States is because of free enterprise. If you're in... Um, Oh, Antigua, and there's not uh, a lot of restaurants, for example, or a lot of good restaurants to take a huge crowd. They make it all inclusive so that they they can employ enough people to serve breakfast and dinner to people or feel food all all day long and that kind of thing. It it just makes it easier for them in hiring to to have a full staff and and knowing that the people are going to have the value by by staying on the property, that kind of thing. If you if you book into a um a hotel chain that has other uh spots on the beach, usually the meal plan is good at those kind of things. But after the first time that you've run around and tried to do meals at other places, you will say, just stay here with the kids. I mean, an ice cream cone can be $7, you know, and no charge at an all-inclusive, especially for your kids. And in the summer, the kids under 17 uh, stay at these hotels with no additional charge, as long as there's two adults in the room. So again, places, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> places oh my gosh, from that's amazing. are good yeah it, it's really fun and you know the only caveats of course when you go to mexico is don't do it without a travel agent you can't take your kids friends just because they'll, they'll they'll pay for the air ticket and you've got the room anyway oh no you have to have permission signed and uh, notarized by both parents, even if both parents are together, it's a nightmare. And if you go to the airport without the proper um, documentation, they will send the kid home. They will not let the, the, it's for their own safety. They don't let kids leave the country under 18 without approval of both parents, just because the world's so crazy. And it's, yeah. it's easy to get, but it's not easy to get the morning you're leaving or, you know, the 10 days before. So, you know, you don't, those are the kind of things that are different now that you could do yourself, but you don't know what you're not asking. And a travel agent is there as an advisor nowadays. We're not an agent for someone. We're like the florist you keep in your back pocket when you, when you want something and they know you by name and you have your credit card there and, you know, and then, but you only use them twice a year kind of thing, or, or even once a year. I mean, there are certain kinds of the handyman, you know, travel agent is just in your tool basket to um, to 
access when it's appropriate or when you have questions. And then Christmas holidays, the same sort of thing. It, you know, Christmas, depending on the day of the week it is, sometimes they go to the Friday before and sometimes they go right up till the 23rd. But if you know now your kids' exam schedules because they're in college and it's all part of the syllabus, mm -hmm. definitely get them booked uh, you know, that last day or the morning after to come back home. And then they also go back later. So that January 2 date is is really tough. Kathy, thinking about spring break, I feel like every year it's just getting more and more expensive to fly. I mean, even just within the U.S. or to Florida, um, you know, we had it marked on our calendar when Southwest spring break flights went, you know, up. Wind, yeah. Still out of what we were thinking. Um, and so what do you, do you recommend if you're on a budget, where should you go for spring break or should you drive? Will it get any better? Should you just yeah, I think in Kathy, what do you do? <laughs> well, I think that, I think that the all-inclusive is a, a chance to, um, if you really want to go to the beach and the sun and that kind of thing, but remember, you do not have to say seven days at these places. You know, yeah. if you, uh, I, I, think that Kansas City has been pretty good about giving um just giving you the day off before th the spring break starts instead of having people dribble out um so the the spring break usually begins on the Friday and then through the next week and into the Sunday till the following Monday and sometimes they're even letting you have those Mondays as part of uh, a part of the scheduled spring break but um you know if you wait Besides that Friday and Saturday and Sunday, even if you go on Monday and come home on Friday or Saturday, a five night trip, you know, it's getting the kids away. It's the anticipation. It's all the things you want that are good about spring break, but it'll save a little bit on the pricing, you know, uh, just being more flexible than expecting to go Saturday to Saturday. That's the killer. Um. So then kind of talked about within the United States, if you're ready to take your kids internationally, um, are there, you know, most of our listeners probably have kids, you know, either teenage and younger. What mm -hmm. do you think of your kids internationally? Are the, if so, do you think there are destinations that you would start with? Um, if that's your first time as a family? I think the very first thing has to be that you're talking about it and you're thinking about it and you get passports taken care of. You know, passports have turned out to be a real problem for people for the last couple of years because they're taking so long. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily pay to uh, expedite them. It's still uh, like three months, four months, and everyone's so pleased when it's less than that. I have a passport expiring in 2024 that is my second one for this period, um, but I am just trying to couch the exact time that I'll have it renewed because passports not only are necessary to leave the United States, they have to be good at least six months after your scheduled return date, and that's a new wrinkle. So the caveat is get the pictures taken, make an appointment at a passport bureau. Most of the post offices will do that for you. Um, take the kids all at once in an after-school carpool day <laughs> rather than one at a time. You'll go crazy one at a time. Write the big check for the total number of passports that you'll have. And um, remember that kids' passports are only good for five years. 
So uh, they are, and they stop at 18. So you just have to be more diligent. And, and that's the kind of tip a travel agent will give you. We'll ask about passports right at the very beginning of your conversations so that you have plenty of time to, to look for a passport. Um, you know, it's easier and easier to go to Europe now and sometimes less expensive than these other things because spring break would be sunny and, and gorgeous in a, in a Caribbean or um, a beach destination. And it would be kind of cooler in, in an Amsterdam or a Dublin or a London or a Paris, but you could easily do um, London, Paris, you know, in six days, you could certainly do Ireland and some other places besides Dublin on, on a short thing. And the caveat there is the days are much shorter. So if you're a family that, you know, doesn't get up till nine and does breakfast and it's 1030 before you're out of the house or out of the hotel to sightsee, your day is very short because it gets dark the farther north you are by four o'clock. So instead of having days that go on in like they do in the summer and you can still be going someplace fabulous, Trevi Fountain or something, if you're in Italy, you know, at nine or 10 o'clock, you don't have that option when, you, when you're uh, traveling in the off season. But museums, theater, um, fun, traditional things, changing of the guard, uh, you know, seeing the Book of Kells in Ireland, going to Reich's Museum and seeing the most famous Rembrandt paintings, you know, in, in uh, Amsterdam. There are so many great things. And Italy, too. I mean, Italy is the hottest spot going, but you can't fit Rome, Florence, and Venice in. You just have to do Rome and Florence at that stage of the game. Don't, don't overshoot a seven-day trip. But from the East Coast, gosh, we would go to Europe almost every other weekend because you spend the overnight getting there and you leave late at night so you don't have to miss school and then uh, or work. And then you come back on the Monday afterwards and you get home the same day. So you're really only taking one or two vacation days to do some of this stuff. And that's what you could do with spring break, too, is make it a five night holiday and make it more reasonable. Yeah. And talk to me $1,000 a day for the whole family for yeah. all, you know, different rooms and stuff, you know, take off $2,000. It's, it's a win-win. Yeah. Um, so we took our family, my baby was six months and my oldest was 11. Um, and we went <sighs> to Amsterdam and, um, Belgium and the time mm -hmm. the flight was easier than I thought it would be because it's like, a luxury and they're excited about you know all the movie options and getting food on the plane and it's just so exciting um and it's overnight so there is forced sleeping <laughs> so we gave them melatonin right after they ate and got a good like four and a half hours um and we handled the time change there um now they would get up at like two in the morning and think they were ready for the day and so we'd do a snack and watch the show and then go back to bed hopefully um, but we adjusted, I think, just because you're excited and there's lots to see and you're active, but the way back was harder. Um, and it's, the flight is a little bit longer. It's during the day. And then I think it took a full week for us to really like not be exhausted or off on when we were hungry. Um, what are your tips for, especially young kids? Um, what do you well, like? I think you. 
the, I, you've hit the rotten, uh, you know, right on the head, the issues that are tough. The outbound is easy. Again, it's for sleeping kind of because it's nighttime. The um, the other side is is tough. So don't take your trip and right up to the Sunday that you do back at school at Monday. You've got to give yourself a day or two just to, you know, get, get back in the house, get them on some sort of a schedule, and then expect that it, it will be tough the rest of the days. But, you know, the cultural experience, and, and especially for, you know, a, a lovely city like Kansas City, where um, they kids just need to be exposed to what the rest of the world looks like. I've been um, blessed to have a connection with an, uh, an organization here called the uh, IIPT. It's the International Institute of Peace Through Tourism. And there's no better way to learn that that we all have the same problems with the grocery store and fitting it in and older parents and how do we do that and finding a babysitter and, you know, um, going to the cleaners and all those kinds of things. And it's so universal. It's absolutely wanting to have the best for your kids better than you had, for example. And and to expose your kids to that gives them a chance to understand really the benefits and the beauty we have by living in the United States, much less, you know, a lovely city like Kansas City. Um, so one final question about Disney, because that's where I feel like a lot of the questions come in and that's a lot of, you know, people oh, yeah. trips. Um, what are your tips for, since we're talking about timing, you know, time of year and how far in advance to start planning? Yeah. I would, I would start planning Disney, even if it was for next summer, you know, mm -hmm. just log those dates in. And we're lucky here in this neck of the woods too, to usually be out of school just at Memorial Day or a couple of days after. So we are out of school in this part of the country way before California kids are out of school. At the end of June, New York kids, East Coast kids are is going to school. They start later, but they go later in June as well. So those very first few weeks, if if you know that that's not a band camp or you know it's uh, not a uh, drill team thing or something that is always right those very first weeks, I've had lots of people plan to leave on on the day after Memorial Day or the day after what the calendar says is the last school day and maybe give it one more day because of snow days and things like that that you don't want to have to worry about from January till the last day of school that you know you've chosen the wrong date but I would definitely do that and and Disney as well everything is much more reasonable and you can go to the sales um, and switch to the sales if you see one being offered. And, and uh, they will price match many times for an, a sale that comes in rather than waiting for a sale to be to make the first booking. Um, also, again, cutting the number of days you think, you know, Disney is so important to be sure that all, all of your kids can enjoy it. The hardest thing is for your oldest to be five or six and caught up in everything Disney and the other kids be two and three or like your guy, a little, you know, an, an infant too. It's so tiring on the adults as well. And it's so jam packed and, and so special and so fun that you've really got to um, be sure that they can all enjoy it or the youngest is not going to remember a thing and you're going to have to have them in a, in a stroller or on your back <laughs> in the middle of the night, you know, at eight o'clock, 10 o'clock when you're coming home from a parade or something like that. It all gets very tiring. So you want to be sure all the kids 
are old enough to enjoy it or only take those or send those with the grandparents or there, you know, there's lots of iterations of that that are happening nowadays, which is really kind of fun. Uh, don't have to worry about taking their friends because that's, um, it's not out of the United States. Either it's Hawaii out of the United States or San Juan or St. Thomas, but every place else is going to need a passport to to leave, even to go to Canada, for example. You know, that's another interesting thing. I'd forgotten this, but you can go to Montreal and it's as French as Paris will ever be. It's really, really cool. And it's so near and yet so far. When you stay in, in Montreal for like a long weekend, you... um they answer the phone in the hotels, bonjour, good morning. And however you answer them, they speak that language to you completely the whole time. It's it's really fun. So you, um, it's a very international destination without going all the way across the pond, you know, for a quicker, for a quicker event. One of the, Sarah, I don't know if you gave me this tip or somebody else. We did Disney for the first time, um, not this past spring break, but I guess what, 20? 21 um, or 22. I can't do math, but um, somebody had suggested taking a rest day while at Disney. So we did like oh, absolutely two beach. days at the park. One day we just enjoyed the pool and the amenities of the resort, and then did another day or two after that. I can't remember, but that was probably one of the best piece of advices advice that we had for planning that trip was to have a built-in rest day. It was the best. Absolutely. And there's, you know, there's Blizzard Beach, there's all the other kinds of things. And, um, and really and truly, and the accommodations range from, you know, semi reasonable to crazy expensive. But um, it is almost better, though, to stay in the park because of access to the park and the hours, opening hours and things. You may save a little bit of money being in a house or a hotel that has a shuttle to the to the uh, Disney parks, but it's not a, uh, it, it It can turn out to be a nightmare because if there's seven families there and the bus doesn't hold that many, you have to wait an hour till that bus comes back. So you want to be in the park and do it as reasonably, but the best value you can do. And I love the idea of taking the extra day. You know, uh, everyone is exhausted. So taking that day really just helps people wind down. First of all, let them sleep in a little bit in the morning because you'll have done a bunch of late nights. And and that start instead of having to be there at dawn to to get to the special rides and things like that. Yeah, that's very true. Um, well, to wrap up, Kathy, can you just tell us um, why you think I'm I'm sure you would agree with this, but why you think it's worth it to travel with kids? You know, it's a lot of planning, it's a lot of work, um, but why do you think in the end it's worth it? Well, I really think that that uh, we could consider travel as a passport to peace. I mean, the more we know about people in other countries and traveling and um, just being exposed to crowds, being exposed to um, wildlife, being exposed to paintings that they're not going to remember, they're going to be able to talk about that for years and years. And when when it comes time for them to be in high school and college, for them to have a frame of reference about things that they did, or even just memories of the things that you did as a group, as a family, are really, really special, special um, opportunities that our kids are able to have when they're able to travel this much. 
You know, there are school trips that go to Europe, for example, or band trips that go. And sometimes they don't let the parents go at all. So, you you know, it's giving them a sense of responsibility. You know, there are good chaperones. There's that kind of thing. And again, it exposes them to what happens in the rest of the world, how lines aren't important to people in Asia or in Europe. You know, it's kind of uh, just jump, jump in there that you know, uh, people travel on motorbikes a lot more, um, much less their cultures and the churches and the and the, the special things that they will see about the food. And uh, again, how how similar we are to the people around the world with the exact same issues. And for them to be exposed to that really gives them a wider opportunity to understand not only that are they living in a special place and being able to visit uh, someplace unique and different than their own hometown, it it also gives them an understanding of the world in general and why there can be war and that kind of thing. And uh, I I just know that it makes people a whole lot more well-rounded to see uh, and better people, you know, care more about the environment, care more about um, areas that are being destroyed. I mean, you know, in Asia, for example, or old churches or Greek ruins or any of those kind of things are, are such unique iconic places not only again will they remember that we all went there and shared this this and this the good the bad and the ugly come <laughs> come to think of it you might share but but they'll have that in their back pocket and they'll have a better appreciation of of the blessings we have here that's so true yeah that's Thank great you so much for all your advice and are you taking new uh, customers if people want to to have you plan their next trip? Yes. <laughs> I, I I am working with people who are friends and family um, and uh, understand that, that we can't really do it on a budget. We have to, you don't have to go uh, deluxe five-star hotels and those kind of things, but you have to understand that you can't do a trip to Europe for $5,000 and love it and enjoy it and have everybody happy. You need to, you need to have a little <laughs> bit broader budget because the airfare is going to be the first kicker in the whole thing. So. That's yeah, it's, I'd, I'd love to work with people on, on those kind of things. And at Ascendus, we have some really terrific agents who specialize in destination weddings, for example, uh, family reunions that are on a cruise ship. That's one of my specialties, the mid multi-generational kind of trip where you're, um, you know, instead of having a wedding anniversary party for your parents for their 50th wedding anniversary, they take all of their kids and their kids' kids and and do a, a, an experiential trip that is um really special and it it's a not only a growing trend it's a reality at this stage of the game cruises are perfect cuz everybody can do their own thing and sit at the table and discuss their day with the grandmother and you know learn about white tablecloth experiences which makes the grandmothers happy so uh-huh. <laughs> it's uh, I'll give my exposed to escargot or something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's fun. That's great. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. We really appreciate all your time. Thank you. Such great information and advice. Great. Thanks. Glad to be with you. Thank you. Okay, Sarah, uh, time to discuss what we are loving in Kansas City at this time in this cold, wintry season that we are in. Yeah. 
what is your favorite thing today? Well, we just got back from our executive team retreat literally hours ago, and that was we hosted at the Southmoreland on the Plaza, mm-hmm. which I remember we got my parents a gift certificate there to thank them for our wedding. So 15 years ago. Wow. Um, they have since remodeled, yeah. but it's no longer a bed and breakfast, but it's more like a boutique hotel on mm-hmm. the Plaza, and it is darling. Every room is themed after a famous um, Kansas City iconic person. So mine was the Satchel Page room and it had baseball gear and a wood burning fireplace. Our team got to like work off the sunroom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had a glass of wine by fire at night and it was just a, such a cool, would be That's great crazy. for a night away to yourself or a yes. If you're planning a romantic getaway for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Or if you have friends that want to meet up somewhere, like a neutral yeah. location and where everybody can have their own room. That was really nice. I I had totally forgotten. My husband and I had stayed there. I mean, it's been probably like 13 years or so. Yeah. Um, and I did not remember all the rooms. There were so many rooms. So for our team, we all had our own room and our own bathroom. And I just think, you know, at our elderly age, we just have to have those amenities. Yeah. Yeah. It was just perfect for like gathering. Yes. Um, I think especially in the winter, it's just such a cozy spot. So yeah, highly, highly recommend. We had the best time. Um, part of that was, um, we had for lunch yesterday, we had modern market, which is a brand new, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sarah, they, I'm pretty sure they just opened December of 2023. Yes. Yes. Okay. Corinth Square is their location and they've kind of branded themselves as a healthier fast food. So you can just kind of walk in and grab things. And Sarah, that was going to be my question for you. Um, I have not physically been in there yet. So when you go in, you can like pick up things that are already made and check out. Um, you order at a counter, just like any restaurant. Oh, okay. Okay. I think in my mind, I, I was like, um, like a deli at a grocery store or something. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, definitely like a fast casual, I would say. Sure. Um, but bowls, pizza, salads, all sorts of stuff. Yes. Um, I had, it was like a salmon curry type bowl, um, <laughs> rice and all this yummy stuff in it. And then we had an extra and I got to take it home and it was tofu and I was going to throw out the tofu. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. So try that too. Um, but yeah, they, and you mentioned a couple of things that they carry, but yeah, they're kind of known for protein bowls. Um, they've got, gosh, all sorts of stuff, sandwiches, salads, soups. Um, and then I guess they've got some great gluten-free options. I guess they carry some breakfast, uh, yes. breakfast things. And then one thing I saw on their website that I thought was awesome Because if you eat out at all, you know, it's not hard to spend $30, maybe not just on yourself, but for your family. Mm -hmm. Um, They do free delivery on orders of $30 and more. And I thought that was quite a nice perk Yeah, for those of us who prefer not to leave. Yeah, it's great. I, it's one of my new favorites for sure. Yeah, it was, it was excellent food. So highly recommend to go check them out. So anyways, all right. Well, I think that's it. Great, great travel tips. Hopefully it's helpful to everybody. And we will see you guys here next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for spending part of your day with us. 
We would love for you to share this podcast with other Kansas City moms, as well as rate and review, as this helps others find us. We would also love to hear from you, whether it's to share what you loved about today's episode, an idea for a future topic, or just to tell us how you're doing. We are here for you. You can email us anytime at kcmcpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time on another episode of Kansas City Momcast.